Monday, December 31st, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday. We discuss the world of sports with a dose of common sense. You know, we'd rather just laugh at a lot of the sports world whenever it is possible. Happy Monday to you. Hey, it is the final Monday of 2018 because it is New Year's Eve, and right now, We are just hours from the big countdown to 2019. Yes, folks, it has been one year since we got all serious. We pretended that we were somehow going to change. We were going to be better people in 2018. We were going to be healthier. We were going to be kinder. We were going to, you know, not work so much. Maybe take a little time for ourselves. Just improve ourselves as people. Yeah, how's that working out? That lasted until, I don't know, like the third week of January, didn't it? You know, it's a little bit tough to stick to some of those things that we try to plan for when we start these New Year's. If you'd like to contact the show, let us know why 2019 is finally going to be your year. You know, just like 2018 was, 2017 was, 2016, whatever. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com. Or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. And you know, if that's too depressing, maybe you don't want to look back at these years and say, hey, this is why this is finally going to be my year. Maybe you just have a question for us. Maybe you have a suggestion for us. Maybe there is a certain subject that you would like us to tackle here at The Dose. Feel free to reach out. We would love to hear from you. We'll always give you an answer. We might end up even using it on the show. Okay, so it is New Year's Eve, but you know, Full well that you forgot someone that you should have bought something for. Not a huge issue. You're looking for that perfect present for the sports fan in your life. Head over to tpublic.com, search Daily Dose, scroll down until you see our Daily Dose logo, and there you will find Daily Dose t-shirts. Got long sleeve. We've got short sleeve. We've got Daily Dose hoodies, regular, lightweight. We've got zip-up hoodies, Daily Dose coffee mugs, notebooks, cell phone cases, laptop cases, you name it, they have a number of Daily Dose items over at tpublic.com. And you know, we can add more items. If you see something over there that you would like us to add, just reach out. We will make sure that tpublic adds it and you can get that as well. Everything over at tpublic is reasonably priced and they will get it to you quickly. So make sure you stop by tpublic.com to order your Daily Dose gear. Hey, today on the show, we do have a number of things to discuss. Got a lot of things taking place last week and over the weekend in the world of sports that we want to talk about, college football especially, NFL especially. But before we do get to those things, like I said, it is the end of 2018. And as it is every year, the end of the year is kind of that time of the year for, you know, self-reflection. It's a time for taking stock of the people that we are and for looking for insightful new ways to make improvements to ourselves as human beings, right? Now, let's be clear. I'm not talking about myself. No, 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 no. We're just fine with the way we are. In fact, I'm kind of thinking it's high time that the world starts to change to suit us, not the other way around. Hey, every year, we make a list of New Year's resolutions for ourselves here at The Daily Dose. And look, where's it gotten us? Nowhere. Why should we go do all the changing around here? So with all of that in mind, today on The Daily Dose, we have a few New Year's resolutions. Yeah, they're not for us. They're for a few other people. We have a few people out there in the world of sports. They had better make some changes in 2019. They need to take this seriously. They better be tuning in 
they have got some things to fix. So here are our 2019 New Year's resolutions. Well, you know, for other people. Let's start off with a team that is near and dear to my heart and a person that is near and dear to my heart. Because I have a New Year's resolution for Denver Broncos president and general manager, John Elway. Now, as most listeners know, I am a diehard Denver Broncos fan. I have been since birth. But I do have a resolution for the Duke of Denver. Johnny, look, I love you. But in 2019, I need you to make a resolution that you do not have the final say on drafting another quarterback. Hey, I know you're going to be looking. You should be looking. There are some quarterbacks coming out that they could be a fit. Drew Locke at Missouri. Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. Maybe someone like Will Greer at West Virginia. Clayton Thorson at Northwestern. Somebody like Trace McSorley at Penn State. Maybe even a Kyler Murray from Oklahoma should he decide to go play football. But here's the problem, John Elway. Your track record of selecting players, quarterbacks specifically, is terrible. Hey, I'm not saying don't select a quarterback. I'm really not. The Broncos need a quarterback. I am saying you, John, do not make the pick. Give the pick to Gary Kubiak. Give the pick to, I don't care, Matt Russell. Give the pick to just some random toddler walking by the draft room down the hallway. I don't care, but you do not do it. We don't need another Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, Chad Kelly mess. We've done that. We've seen how it's worked. It hasn't been great. John, I have that resolution for you. I've got another resolution here. And it is for Los Angeles Lakers superstar LeBron James. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, you knew LeBron James was going to be on this list, didn't you? Hey, we give LeBron James a hard time a lot here at The Dose. With good reason. Probably because he takes himself so seriously. And also because, let's be honest, the media fawns all over him. They slurp him every single chance that they get. But to be fair... LeBron does do some very good things. He's not out getting in trouble or acting like an idiot or setting a bad example. And yet, LeBron James, I do have a resolution for you. And that resolution is this. Can you please be mindful of what you teach children when you say silly things? Just prior to the holidays, LeBron James said on his HBO show, The Shop, that NFL owners are old white men with a slave mentality. Comparing pro sports leagues to slavery? Really? I mean, you know, aside from the money, I guess it's exactly the same. I mean, except for that money thing, right? And yet, that money is a pretty pertinent part of the equation, isn't it? I mean, if you're getting paid, then it's not slavery, right? And I did notice this. I noticed he didn't compare NBA owners to slave owners. Even though of the two leagues, remember, the NBA is the league that requires players to stand for the national anthem. Just kind of put that in your memory bag. But LeBron says that NFL owners say, this is my team. You do what the blank I tell y'all to do or we get rid of y'all. And he suggests that there is evidence of a slave owner mentality. Guess what, LeBron? That's what all bosses say to all employees. You do what I say. I'm the boss, you do what I say, or you get out. Hey, go get a job anywhere. Corporate America, McDonald's, the car wash down the street, and you know what the boss is going to say? Okay, so here's the deal. I'm the boss, you're the worker, you do what I say, or you get out. 
that's sort of how business works. But you know the difference between any of those jobs and slavery? Again, payment. The very essence of labor and employment. I mean, if you work all day for no pay, then that would in fact be slavery. You know, like the little kids that make your shoes, LeBron. LeBron, be a little bit smarter is what I'm saying. Be a little bit smarter when you're saying these things because little kids don't know. They hear this and they think you're smart. It's not a very smart take by LeBron James. I've got another New Year's resolution here. And this is for the NFL Green Bay Packers. Hey, say whatever you want, Green Bay Packers. You can tell us whatever you want. You can tell us how you aren't involving quarterback Aaron Rodgers in your head coach hiring process, and that's fine. But I'm telling you this, Green Bay Packers, you better make a resolution that Aaron Rodgers is involved in that process and that you actually go get someone that Aaron Rodgers wants to play for. Hey, I saw it here firsthand with John Elway. He hated playing for Dan Reeves. He basically coached himself under Wade Phillips. And then the Broncos went and they hired a guy that John Elway wanted. They hired Mike Shanahan. And all of a sudden, everything clicked. It wasn't just Elway doing whatever he wanted. And it also wasn't Elway butting heads with the head coach at every single turn. Hey, you don't have to tell us Aaron Rodgers is involved in the process, but he had better be involved in the process because you better go get someone that Rodgers wants to play for. I've got another resolution here for an NFL franchise, and that is for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because, hey, the playoffs are going to get started, and we're going to talk about those playoffs in just a few minutes. But when we look at the Kansas City Chiefs, I know that the first thoughts we have when it comes to them is that they had better improve that defense in these playoffs. Yeah, right. I mean, it's terrible. I don't know how you're going to fix it. Just accept it. We also look at the Chiefs and we say, hey, maybe quarterback Patrick Mahomes, hey, he's just going to have to step up in the postseason. If Casey is going to do anything, Mahomes is going to have to be a star. And yeah, I guess some of that's true. But how much can you truly ask of a first-year starter in the postseason? Like, you're asking a lot. Can I make another suggestion to you, Kansas City Chiefs? Make a New Year's resolution to focus on getting the ball to Tyreek Hill. Hey, here's something to think about. The Kansas City Chiefs this season have beaten exactly two playoff teams all year. So you should be concerned about another playoff meltdown. But with the loss of running back Kareem Hunt, I'm telling you, you might want to just get the ball to Tyreek Hill any way that you can. And I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Handoffs, punt returns, passes, bubble screens, whatever. Stop asking so much of Mahomes. Stop expecting that defense to be something that it clearly isn't. You have a big gun. Shoot that gun. And that gun is Tyreek Hill. Kansas City Chiefs, that should be your resolution. Andy Reid, make that resolution. Maybe, you know, lay off the carbs. And also, get the ball to Tyreek Hill. That is your best chance for success. Let's switch over to the NBA a little bit. Because I do have a resolution for NBA fans and also NBA experts. Here's a resolution for you. Now, I know it is fun and it's really exciting so far this season to see the Golden State Warriors struggling at least just a little bit. Like for them, they're struggling. I know they're still sitting around the two or the three seed, but they're still struggling a little bit and we get all excited. But NBA fans and NBA experts should go ahead and resolve to wait until Golden State is actually fully healthy before we start declaring that they should be unnoticed because their dynasty is crumbling. 
remember, the team that we are currently watching, that is not the same team we are going to be seeing in the postseason. So you can sit there and get all excited and say, hey, the Warriors might be done. The Warriors just might be in some serious trouble. Did you see him last night? Did you see him get beat? Did you see them struggling? Did you see them? Hey, the threes aren't falling. They're not always playing great defense. Slow down. I have just a sneaking suspicion. Just call it a gut feeling that the Golden State Warriors are just listening to all this. They're taking notes. And then come spring, they are going to unleash hell on the rest of the league. And don't forget, we still haven't even seen DeMarcus Cousins in a Warriors uniform. Now, I don't know what he's going to look like playing on that offense. I have no idea, but I know this. I know he can be a load in the paint. I also know that he is playing for a new contract. So while we can look at the Warriors and we can say, hey, they might be in trouble. This might be the beginning of the end. I'd wait just a second. I'd slow down a little bit because I have a feeling the Warriors are still going to be there. Somehow, those shots are going to start falling and that defense is going to get better. And who knows how much better DeMarcus Cousins could make them. Let's move over to college basketball a little bit because I do have a resolution for one specific team in college hoops. Hey, college basketball is having a pretty fun season already. Do you realize we have already had four teams ranked number one in the polls so far and I would say we're probably still going to see a few more changes at the top. But without question, the most exciting team in college basketball this year are those young Duke Blue Devils that are sitting atop the polls at number one right now. Hey, this young group of freshmen, it's not just that they're talented. They are also unselfish. They play hard. They actually play some defense. Remember last year? Remember the past few years with Duke? Hey, really talented. They can really shoot. They can really score. If only they played some defense, they just might win the whole thing. And then come tournament time, we see them struggle defensively and they get outscored and they have a cold night and Duke gets sent home. I don't know if that's the case this year. This Duke Blue Devil team looks a little bit different, but I do have a resolution for these young Blue Devils. And that is this, have some humility. Now, I don't say that because I look at Duke and think that these kids are cocky or that they're strutting around acting like they've already figured it all out. They aren't. But you are going to have your head inflated all season with how you play and how great you are and how amazing you are. And think of the contracts you're going to get. And you guys are going to win the whole thing. There's no question about that. Do not lose focus. Listen to your head coach, Mike Krzyzewski. He actually does know what he's talking about. And if you resolve to do that, young Duke Blue Devils, they may just win this whole thing as freshmen. All those things are out there for them. All the pro contracts, all the shoe contracts, all that money, it is all out there. Don't get ahead of yourselves. Keep listening to Coach K. He'll get you on the right track. Let's switch over to college football briefly. And I've got a New Year's resolution for the college football playoff committee. And I get it. It's a tough job. Picking the four best teams in the country, not only is it a tough job, it's a thankless job. And it is very very difficult. What if you pick the best teams and one of them, I don't know, just fails to show up. They just don't have a good game. They look terrible. And as a result, the college football playoff committee looks like they didn't do their homework effectively. And yet we have now had this four team playoff in place for five years. Here's a crazy stat for you. The average margin of victory in those first 
Final four playoff games is now over three touchdowns per game. Really? And you know, we saw it again this weekend. We saw Notre Dame just get pummeled by Clemson. We saw Oklahoma, I mean, try to hang with Alabama, but at the end of the day, they couldn't hang with Alabama. But can I just ask the playoff committee one simple thing? I know you look at conference winners, and I know you try to calculate the most deserving team, but can I just ask you this? Can you make a resolution to just look at individual matchups a little bit? Like, just a little bit? Just kind of include it in your formula? Because if so, can you find me one single individual matchup that favored Notre Dame on Saturday against Clemson because I couldn't find one. And remember, this was a neutered Clemson team that was missing a few players that had to sit out the game because they tested positive for some sort of illegal substance. Kind of snowblowing you get us mixed up with. Please, playoff committee, tell me that the Georgia Bulldogs would have performed worse than either Notre Dame or Oklahoma. I know the committee gets locked into this pretend criteria. Okay, so you've got to win your conference. If you don't win your conference, we're not going to put you in. I mean, unless you're Alabama. Or unless you're Ohio State or, I guess, Notre Dame. But other than that, you've got to win your conference. Can you please look at this a little bit closer? Can you please approach selecting these teams with just a dose of common sense? Just a tiny bit. Just a smidge. Got a New Year's resolution for Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert, who announced over the weekend he is not going to enter the NFL draft. And it was widely assumed that he was going to be the top quarterback selected. Justin Herbert, here is my resolution for you. Enjoy college. Go to the frat parties. Play football. Enjoy the co-eds. Whatever. Do the keg stands. I don't care. Because I'm telling you, it's all downhill from here. Because while this year you were the new kid, Next year, the media is going to pick apart every single aspect of your game. You're going to get compared to guys like Matt Leinart and Matt Barkley and, I don't know, pretty much any USC quarterback. But you know how the media is. You stay too long, they start to look at your flaws. I'm not sure your draft stock is ever going to get any higher than it is right now. But hey, Justin Herbert, go nuts. Enjoy college. Enjoy your final year of college. I don't know. I kind of think maybe you should have left, but that's just me. That's just me. I'm never going to get on a kid for staying and continuing his education. Enjoy it. And also expect things to get rougher next year. Finally, one last New Year's resolution that I have for, you know, someone else besides me. For former Ohio State head football coach Urban Meyer. Now remember, the Ohio State Buckeyes are going to be squaring off with the Washington Huskies in the Rose Bowl tomorrow. And then Buckeyes head coach Urban Meyer is going to be riding off into the sunset as a coach. Or at least that's what he says. But we also did get the news a couple of weeks ago that Urban Meyer will not be coaching, but in fact is going to teach a class at Ohio State on, wait for it, leadership and character. Wait. What? Urban Meyer, the guy that displayed all that character when he left a stumbling Florida program because of health reasons, only to be back coaching at Ohio State as soon as physically possible, and then showed some leadership when he hid the behavior of his assistant coach, Zach Smith, through, let's see, wife beating, strip club coaching meetings, and yes, White House masturbation. Can Urban Meyer please, 
just resolve to have a tiny bit of self-awareness. I know that's asking a lot, but come on, Urban, do it for the kids. I honestly, when I heard that he was going to be teaching this class, I thought it was like an Onion article. No, apparently it is happening. Yeah, so there you have it, our 2019 New Year's resolutions. Hey, people out there that you had resolutions, you've got some work to do. I don't. I'm fine the way I am. But you have some work to do. Hey, coming back, we still have a ton to get to today. The NFL playoffs are now set, and so is that college football championship. We're going to talk about all of that when we get back. So there are still a few stories coming out that I do want to touch on on this Monday. First off, in college football, University of Miami head football coach Mark Richt announced his retirement yesterday after just three years at the U, which is kind of interesting because I was watching Miami in their bowl game and I was thinking to myself, that kind of performance could make a guy retire. I didn't think it would actually happen, but it did. Of course, we know Mark Rick had coached at the University of Georgia for 15 seasons prior to being fired there and then going to Miami. Overall, Mark Rick has a very impressive record. He has, as a head coach, 171 wins with just 60 four losses. And you know the unfortunate part? I think Mark Richt will always be remembered as the guy that just couldn't win the big one. And you know what I always wonder about Mark Richt? I always wonder if he was just too nice of a guy to go beat out the Nick Sabans and the Urban Myers. And it seemed like in the biggest game, they always just, I don't know, maybe had a little bit better players or maybe just played a little bit more physical or I don't know, maybe just had some recruits that maybe we don't know how they got them. But it just seemed like maybe Mark Rick just, he wasn't that guy. He was just too nice of a guy. He couldn't beat those other guys. I'm not saying Nick Saban's a jerk, but let's all be honest. I think we know Nick Saban's a jerk. Mark Rick is going to give it up. Now, of course, the college football national championship game is now set. We did see that final four take place on Saturday. And once again, the Alabama Crimson Tide will face the Clemson Tigers next Monday night again. This is going to be the third time they have played for the title in the last five years. This is going to be the fourth time they have faced each other in this new playoff format that started back in 2014-2015. Now, in those three games that they have played, Alabama has won two of them. But the Clemson Tigers, they seem to know how to play against Nick Saban's teams. Dabo Swinney, he gets his boys ready to play against Alabama. Now, I do wonder this. I wonder if Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence is the right style of quarterback to beat Bama. Because we know Alabama has struggled with those elusive kind of quarterbacks in the past. Lawrence isn't exactly that guy. He can run a little bit, but he is much better at attacking you downfield. But I do know this. Going into this game, and yes, I'm sick of the same old teams. No question about that. But I do like this aspect of it. The Clemson Tigers... They will not be afraid of Alabama. I know there are some teams when they walk out onto that field and they see the Crimson Tide warming up, they've already lost the game. They look at Alabama and go, yeah, there's no way we're going to beat them. Do you see all that talent? Do you see all those blue chippers? They're loaded. Nick Saban, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's not Clemson. Clemson walks in there and goes, yeah, uh, we've seen you before. We've beat you before. We've played you tight even in the games you did beat us. Hey, we're not backing down from you. We're every bit as good as you are. And bizarrely, it comes from Dabo Swinney. I swear, I never thought I would see the day. 
Dabo has done a phenomenal job at Clemson. Here is my biggest thing that I'm hoping for, though. Can we please, in this national championship game, can we just get a close game? The final four was horrible. The bowl season, in general, it's been awful. There haven't been any intriguing games. I know we're still going to get some good games tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. But can Bama and Clemson please, please, please put on a show on Monday? Because my goodness, it has not been a good college football postseason at all. Finally, let's move over to the NFL. The NFL playoffs are also now set. And here is what we are going to have in the NFL postseason. Starting off in the NFC. Hey, we knew the New Orleans Saints had the number one seed locked up. The road to the Super Bowl goes through the Big Easy. Yes, I worry a little about the fact that they only have one wide receiver. I really do. But Drew Brees and that running game, they're going to be a handful. The Los Angeles Rams are the number two seed, and they could be a very sneaky pick to just win the whole thing. They haven't been fully healthy in a while now. If they can get everyone back, hey, the Rams are a legitimate contender. The Chicago Bears will be the number three seed. They are going to be hosting a wild card game this next weekend against surprisingly, the defending Super Bowl champion, and suddenly, I won't say hot, but let's say lukewarm Philadelphia Eagles who have somehow rebounded under backup quarterback Nick Foles to sneak past the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, the Vikings are out. The Vikings prove that just, you know, spending money does not equal success, and the Eagles make the postseason as the number six seed, the lowest seed in the NFC. Hey. But from where they were just a few weeks ago, to see the Eagles get in, and I don't know how healthy Nick Foles is going to be, but weren't we kind of saying the same things last year? Nick Foles isn't going to do anything. The Eagles aren't going to do anything. Maybe not. They will be facing the Chicago Bears this next weekend. The Dallas Cowboys will be the number four seed, and they will be hosting what I think is a very dangerous number five Seattle Seahawks team next weekend in that other wildcard game. Moving over to the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs pound the Oakland Raiders on Sunday to clinch the top seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The New England Patriots wrap up the number two seed and a much needed bye week next week. Once again, the New England Patriots somehow, just through good old Patriot ingenuity, they find a way to finish on top of that mighty AFC East. Oh, that's a tough, tough division. You know, I know the Patriots are down. I don't have a ton of faith in them. But is anyone really counting them out? I'm not counting them out. I'll promise you that. The Houston Texans are going to be the number three seed, and they will be hosting a wild card playoff game next week against the Indianapolis Colts, who had to play their way into the postseason on Sunday night in what was already basically a playoff game. And why do I feel like they could give the Texans all they want in that game next week? I don't know. That could be a very interesting game. And then in the other wild card game, we have the NFC North champion, Baltimore Ravens, who had to hold on for dear life on Sunday. Remember last year, the Ravens were in the exact same situation against the Cincinnati Bengals. Somehow, the Bengals complete the long pass, the Ravens are out. This year, the Ravens come through with a stop. They beat the Cleveland Browns and they play their way into the postseason. The Ravens will be hosting the Los Angeles Chargers and, you know, bizarrely, the Chargers still had a chance to actually be the top seed in the AFC if they could have gotten a little help, but the Chiefs didn't feel like helping them. The road for the Chargers 
now get significantly tougher. They could have been the top seed with home field advantage. Instead, they will start on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. That is going to be a very tough start just to get past that first game for the Chargers, and especially the way they played the Denver Broncos on Sunday. That was not an impressive showing by the Chargers on Sunday. Hey, I know that the NFL has some flaws. We've got head injuries. We've got the domestic violence problems. And we know that there is going to be a Armageddon labor dispute coming in 2021. But unlike the NBA, unlike Major League Baseball, unlike obviously college football, we do not know who is going to win this thing. The NFL has fine-tuned that whole idea of parity. And while, yes, you do end up with a lot of mediocre teams and a lot of below-average teams, you do also have 8 to 10 teams right now that if they just kind of start playing well, if they just kind of figure some things out, if they just get hot, stay healthy, they could win the whole thing. That is not what we're seeing in some of these other leagues. There's one team, maybe two, three at the most. Hey, we've got eight or 10 in the NFL right now. They could just be the team that sneaks through and wins the whole thing because we know in a single elimination tournament, anything can happen. And that tournament starts next week. Hey, remember, no show tomorrow for New Year's Day, but we will have something special for you on Wednesday and for the rest of the week. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose on your Monday. For all of you that share the show, thank you. It is very, very appreciated. Remember, if you're not subscribed to The Daily Dose wherever you listen, please make sure you click that little subscribe or follow button so that you don't miss a single episode. Also, be sure that you stop by tpublic.com today and pick up some of the latest Daily Dose gear that is over there. Hey, I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all on Wednesday. Have a very safe and very happy New Year.